Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Happy Thursday, January 18th, everybody. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long hanging out with you till 8 o'clock. No Cajun Cannon today. He is off on Thursday, so you're just stuck with us at the microphone tonight. We're going to get into a lot of things. Sean Merriman, former All-Pro linebacker, owner of Lights Out Extreme Fighting, will be joining us after the first break in this hour. Then at 7.20, Matthew Paris, Saints beat writer for the Times Picayune and Advocate will drop in. Plenty of Saints stuff to talk about. It's the uh, offensive coordinator search. And uh, Mickey Loomis's end-of-season press conference making a lot of waves. People had a lot of problem with Mickey smacking gum during that press conference. He did mention, folks, he was dealing with a cough, but I definitely understand uh, where everyone's coming from. It was difficult to listen to. Uh, Charlie, what did you think hearing you know, a, a general manager of a franchise just chomping away at the bit during a presser? I did my best to kind of edit it out for like reports. <laughs> right, I was that. thinking about that too for sound bites. Yeah, no, it was, it was a little bit unfortunate because, I mean, the, the content was some, – some of the stuff that he talked about, and Mike and I had mentioned this earlier on, the, the comment that he made about comparing DA to the start of the careers of uh, multiple That, that one's got a lot of fire too. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's just – I mean, we talked about it. It's a little bit ridiculous. Like, it's just every set of circumstances is different, right? Like, I mean, Mike mentioned earlier – in the show about all these different Hall of Fame coaches that, you know, joined an expansion franchise or joined a franchise that was dead in the water. And, and it's like Chuck Knowles instance, for so to speak. Um, Dennis Allen went from seven wins to nine wins in his first two years with the Saints. Now, if you look at his entire body of work, because you can do that, I know that some people don't like looking back at what he did with the Raiders because the Raiders were dysfunctional. I understand that, but it still goes into his entire head coaching tenure absolutely uh and if you're looking at that right now uh as a head coach he is 24 and 46 with the saints 16 and 18 you know so that winning percentage goes from 343 all the way up to 471 because it was an abysmal 8 and 28 which was 222 winning percentage uh with oakland now um you know, should you really care about it? Probably not. Like as far as the Oakland uh, tenure goes, right? Exactly. It's still part of his body of work. Uh, and but really, what you should be focusing on what he's done with the Saints first two years, seven, nine wins, hasn't made the playoffs either time. No, this team obviously the New Orleans Saints have missed the playoffs the last three years, and it's pretty desperation mode to get back into the postseason. Can you believe that's the fourth longest tenure, like the fourth longest streak without making the playoffs in the NFL? That's wild, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just how often the overturn is in the NFL, so to speak, <laughs> with teams making the playoffs uh, from one year to the next. I think the longest streak right now, the longest drought, is, I believe, the Jets 
which is on like a 13-year drought. But outside of that, it's like the Broncos and then, you know, the Bears and the Saints and the Commanders are all kind of in the same group as teams that have gone uh, three straight years without making the playoffs, and that's the fourth longest in the NFL. I'll say one thing I did like from the Mickey Loomis press conference yesterday was the fact he was asked about, you know, after the season ended, he went and had a talk with the players, and you don't usually get that from your general manager going to speak with players, but he said that he wanted to make things a little uncomfortable uh, because the, he felt the you know the whole organization has gotten a little too comfortable with things over the past couple of years, and he blamed himself as well, but saying that he's trying to make things uncomfortable now going into this season, and I, I think you absolutely have to do that. Things need to be shaken up big time. Which I think they've already started to do that with the offensive coaching staff just being completely overhauled, similar to what happened with LSU's defensive staff yeah. this offseason. I mean, you're going to get a new OC, you're going to get a new running back coach, a new receiver coach. I mean, maybe even more will depend. Like, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, it's it's a total change on that side of the football for this upcoming season. It's probably needed as well. Um, right, just like anything else, after you know more than 10 years with something, it can get stale and repetitive after some time. And I, I do feel, even though the offense picked up the pace at the end of the season and improved vastly, there still needs to be a huge change heading into next season. And definitely anticipating and interested to see who that hire ends up being for the Saints. Yeah, so those three names that have come out, I think we mentioned it yesterday, like Shane Waldron from the Seahawks, the OC there, the Zach Robinson, quarterback coach, or not quarterback, the passing game coordinator for the Rams. And, and then QB Dan coach, too, you're right. He's also a QB coach, because right. I, I get that kind of confused. <laughs> Dan Pitcher's also a QB coach, uh, but with the Bengals. So those are the three names that are out so far. We'll see what other names kind of come up. Uh, so far, Mike and I were talking about it. I think that Zach Robinson's the most interesting uh, for me, just what he's done with Stafford uh, and that Rams offense that we saw just light up the Saints defense at times in that Thursday night football game a couple weeks back. So, yeah, and I mean, the Sean McVay, uh, Sean McVay and, and Kyle Shanahan, their coaching trees by the time they're done <laughs> are going to be unbelievably vast. Like so all these owners and all these different GMs are very intrigued by, oh, can we get like this next great play caller um, to kind of help put our offense over the top taking a break stepping away when we come back sean merriman former all pro linebacker and owner of lights out extreme fighting talking a little mma and also nfl playoffs when we get back right here on wwl call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long here. Happy to welcome in a former All-Pro linebacker and owner of Lights Out Extreme Fighting, Sean Merriman. Always appreciate the time. How you been, man? I'm doing well, my man. How are you? Doing great. Excited to find out more about uh, your Lights Out number 16. It's, uh, no, number 14 coming on February 16th. Uh, you can see that, obviously, FUBU Sports, a uh, big uh, promotion with you guys. Uh, what's going on with this matchup? I know you guys started in 2019, and hard to believe it's number 14 already. Yeah, and that's what it, with everything shutting down for two years. <laughs> right. <laughs> pandemic. So, you know, it's been crazy. We have uh, Lights Out Extreme fighting. 14, as you said, coming up February uh, 16th. Uh, we'll be live on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. If you guys don't have Fubo, get it. Uh, huge, huge event. We got Al Morales uh, on his car, former UFC guys trying to get back into the UFC. Uh, Tommy Aaron, who's headlining this thing, who's Tony Ferguson's guy from UFC. Cain uh, Velasquez, I just found out, is going to be, be in attendance there at our fight, man. So uh, this one is our biggest car yet, man. We've already, you know, 40% sold out. A month out from the fight, so that's that's a good sign. And also, too, man, the, the jumps, the ninety percent jump in viewership on Fubo has been great, man. That, that let me know that the fans and the people out there watching our fights are, um, you know, really like what we're putting out. So February sixteenth, you guys tune in, Lights Out Extreme Fighting fourteen. Uh, on on football sports football TV. Man, I'm dying to fly out to California and check out one of the events. Are are these? Have you always been out on the West Coast, or have you moved around some? Well, we moved around some. Um, I've been looking at the uh, the Caesars event out there, actually, um, the whole, the casino uh, in that area out there. So it, it's, we're moving around, but we, we want to, in 2024, get to about three or four different regions of the country. So we're coming. Yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, just talk about how much you've seen uh, and experienced the growth in this sport. It, it's been crazy. You know, we've got the, the big UFC fight coming up. Uh, this Saturday, I believe, and it's going to be huge. I, actually, uh, UFC is in Anaheim, which is about 20 minutes away from us the next hmm. day after our event. So uh, I think, and, I, and trust me, I didn't schedule it to be that way. We just uh, it just happened to work out, and I'm not I'm not complaining. So I think it'll be a great great turnout. Sean, from what I'm seeing, for the people that don't know about Lights Out Extreme Fighting, the, the former events are cataloged on Fubo, correct? So like they can go back and take a look at it and see you know what y'all are all about, right? Yeah, they're on Fubo, also on Bally's and MSG Network, Amazon Freebie. So we got some pretty good, uh, pretty good eyeballs, and, uh, great partners and platforms, man. So that, that to me is uh, is awesome because you, people can kind of tune into us. If they miss the action, they can go back and look at some of our previous fights. I uh, want to talk to you a little bit. Obviously, some NFL action. Uh, what's going on with the Chargers, my man? The the search for a new head coach I know is on. Do you know uh, some of the whispers going around? Have Harbaugh heading out there? What would be pretty exciting for the Bolts? I, I think, and I don't want to speak for all the fans, but <laughs> I, I can speak for a good amount of them. That you know, Jim Harbaugh is the guy that everybody wants to wants in the building, right? I think that you know his his past history with with offenses and quarterbacks, what he's done for quarterbacks over the history of of his time, um, his ability to come into an organization and change it right away and upgrade it, uh, you know, the, the, the relationship he has with his players. So I, I think that, you know, the fans will want that. Um, also, too, they just met with uh, uh, Mike Vrabel today. Right. They just met, met with Mike Vrabel, who, you know, obviously I played against, and, and I know how not only tough of, as a player he was, but it, tough as a coach. Um, I, I just think that what he was missing down there is a consistent quarterback, man. They actually had a pretty good team but they couldn't find a consistency at the quarterback position. And he's another one. Didn't come in, upgrade your team right away. So 
uh, there's, a, there's a lot of movement in, in the coaching uh, hiring right now. But I, I think when you look at the availability, you go, you know, Jim Harburg won. Uh, you know, you look at um, uh, Mike Brave was two, and then that third man. You can you can look at another guy, that, a defensive-minded coach, or the offensive coordinator from the Lions as well. You got you got some opportunities out there. Sean, from one All-Pro linebacker, I just want to get your thoughts on Demario Davis, who is just earned his fifth All-Pro nod at age 35, and just like his, your your thoughts on his kind of commitment to excellence and you know keeping himself in shape as he goes he enters kind of the latter half of his career but still being an all-pro at the age 35 season and what he's done for the Saints ever since he got traded over here I want to say that what he's done on the football field is a slim part of what he's doing in that community and and his um you know how the guys look up to him you need a guy like him in that locker room and I'm not talking about just his playing ability just the respect level that he has uh the trust he has from his team and, and you can always look to a guy like that to make you a better player and person. And and outside of him being a a hell of a player, I just think that those guys are needed on the team. And and I'm I'm not surprised at all. He just got, you know, another nod for that. And, uh, you know, he'll go down as one of the best, but he'll, he'll be one of the ones that also have massive success when he's done with the game. Sean, obviously the Saints uh, making a move at offensive coordinator, uh, P. Carmichael out. Dennis Allen, though, the head coach, staying uh, with the squad for at least another season. We'll see what happens coming up. Uh, just your reaction to what's going on with the Saints and how they're rebuilding this team to get back into the postseason. Well, you know, they, they got some tools there, right? And I think that there are a couple of guys off, you know, need to be a little bit more consistent at the quarterback position. And that You can say that about, you know, 25 <laughs> other teams out there as well. Um, but I don't know how, how true it was for, you know, Gruden coming and helping or, or from the outside in. And I just think that they need a little bit better leadership and not just on the field, but also in, on that coaching staff, man. It, it, you know, they got guys. And that's, that's really been the biggest issue for me. You got veterans there like, like Cam, um, Cam Jordan, and, and guys that have been around for a long time and know what to do. But you, you need to have, you know, some leadership there that's going to get guys to the next level because they got an opportunity. They got a shot. And uh, some of those guys just need to step up and, and take charge. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, the NFC South, Tampa Bay winning this year, and now there's the rumors, uh, you know, going on with Bill Belichick possibly landing in Atlanta. Uh, he's has a second interview set up with them, so things could get really interesting and heated in the NFC South. It could, it could, and I thought that you know Bill Belichick would either end up with the Commanders or, or the Falcons. Uh, for two reasons. One, they're going to cut that check that he's looking for, right? Um, the second part is, you know, he's going to come in and want a lot of control over the team, right? Player personnel, the um, team moves, things like that. And so, you know, you're looking at two organizations. I wouldn't call it desperate, but they are in a situation where they must win because that, that division is going to get competitive here soon. Uh, but if, if Bill Belichick, which I think is, is likely to happen, end up in Atlanta, I think that division becomes very tough, especially with you know, Tampa Bay playing as well as they are right now. Circling back around to Lights Out Extreme Fighting here, Sean, it seems like from what I've seen, it's about an event once every month and a half or so to speak. Is there kind of a schedule that y'all are going with uh, putting out a new Lights Out Extreme Fighting? Now we're going up to 14, uh, but could we expect like a 15 around April or something like that with uh, 14 coming out in mid-February? Yeah, yeah, we're looking at every five to six weeks. And in 2024, I would like to get to every month. Um, you know, we got a good cadence going. And, and for one, you know, at our growth and now people watching us everywhere over the country, it's a lot easier to get fighters. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that right. it was that easy a year year or two ago as we're growing and people finding out about us. 
And now it, it's my, my DMs and social media are flooded with fighters trying to get on our cards. So it makes it a lot easier. And there's a lot of great fighters out there where you guys are. It, there's a lot of, of gems popping up. Um, and, and some actually some fight, some great fighters who came right from that area that fought in the UFC for a long time and still fighting. So we know that that's a, a destination and location for us that we plan on getting to at some point. I was going to say, hopefully one day you come down to New Orleans with some lights out action. No, it's going to happen. It, it, it's, a, it's a great market. Uh, I know that there's two things they love out there, the two, the two Fs, right? Football and fighting. Yes, that's, sir. That's for sure. Um, and so I, I will definitely uh, try to make that a destination for us. Uh, once again, Sean, just tell everybody about the the event coming February 16th. You can see it on FUBU Sports. Yep, yep. We've got a huge event February uh, uh, 16th. We'll be live on FUBU Sports. Um, Lights out extreme fighting 14. This one is our biggest car yet. Uh, for one, we got the next up-and-coming superstars in the sport, no doubt about that. But for this car in particular, we got about two or three guys I think are, are probably one or two and done and, and headed off to the UFC. Always appreciate the time, Sean. Have a good one. You got it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sean. Former All-Pro linebacker and owner of Lights Out Extreme Fighting, Sean Merriman. Man, I'm sure he's someone that could probably step into the ring still right now. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was looking at, you know, the website kind of in preparation and stuff for the event. Uh, yeah, he, he's still jacked. He looks like he could definitely get in the ring. Uh, taking a break, we'll be right back getting into some Pelican sound after their big win last night against the Charlotte Hornets. The team just couldn't stop hitting three after three after three. Love to see it from this squad. We'll be right back with more right here on WWL. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long taking you till 8 o'clock tonight uh, talking about some Pelicans basketball right now and what a game it was for this team last night. Uh, back at home after a tough road stand, they went 3-2. and two. Uh, Now 1-0 and oh on a four-game homestand. Good to be back in the Smoothie King Center. Taking down the Hornets, 20-point win. 132 112. Uh, Brandon Ingram, massive night, a triple double. The team also setting a new career high uh, for three pointers with 25 on the night. Uh, definitely good to see this team gelling more and more. And, Charlie, it's not just even the offense. Really, defense has been coming alive for this squad as well. It's impressive. That's what you hear every single time they talk to, like, Zion or B.I. about, you know, how well the team is playing. Oh, it starts on the defensive side. It starts on the defensive end. And that's Willie Green's wheelhouse, so it makes sense. But going back to B.I., just real quick, his third career triple-double, when he passed it out, like he got – it was a loose ball. He threw it out to Trey Murphy, and Trey hit his fifth three of the night – I mean, Trey took 12 threes, so it's not really surprising that he hit that many. Uh, but the, the way that the entire team reacted once he finally got that 10th assist, and then Willie was just like, okay, now that you got your triple-double foul, and let's get you out of the game, because it was like two or three minutes left to go in the matchup. Uh, yeah, it was a really wholesome moment for the Pelicans. Like th- This team is playing really well. Jen Hale said earlier on that they've really kind of been on that upward trajectory since late December or even like mid-December, since basically the loss to the Lakers in the in-season tournament. Big slap been, in the face, right? Yeah, I mean, they got slapped in the face, but they responded really well, and they're just climbing up the West ladder slowly but steadily. Now, the West is very top-heavy, so it's going to be hard to get into that top four, but they're only like a game behind the Clippers right now uh, for that fourth spot, and if you can get up to the top four, you'll be hosting a playoff series in the Western Conference. Yeah, right now this team is 25-17 overall. Uh, and, yeah, the play we've seen, uh, they just seem to be improving. Obviously, there's games where there's down nights. That really bad loss, I thought, uh, the second game to the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. But you could tell the team was just tired from that road stand. See, I, and that's the thing about this. 
January slate is, I, I said about a month ago that we'll learn a lot about this squad after they're done with January. We've already learned a bunch about them. Like, they're starting to kind of hit their stride. The second loss to Dallas was tough. I agree 100%. And they have a couple really hard games coming up. We kind of preview their upcoming schedule. They still play the Celtics. They play the Bucks. They play the Thunder. Uh, they Even like the Suns, which, by the way, Steve, I don't know if you saw, the Suns game against the Kings, I was keeping an eye on it on Tuesday, I think it was. It was a couple nights ago. So the Suns are going to be very well rested heading into tomorrow night's game. The Suns came back from down like, I'm trying to remember the exact number. It was like 15 plus points okay. in the final six minutes of that game. And the Kings just completely choked. I want to see the Kings so badly in the first round of the playoffs, but they keep losing. <laughs> so I don't think that's going to be possible unless you know the Pelicans really rocket up the standings and get like a three seed or something like that, uh, which they still have time to do. You're looking at the schedule. You're already, you know, once again, 25 and 17. So you're 42 games through the 82 game schedule. You got 40 games left. How many wins you have to get to get to, you know, a top three seed in the West, top four seed in the West? That's yet to be determined. But uh, I mean, Steve, the West is so tough. The top half of it. You're looking at the Nuggets. You're looking at the Thunder, a great young team. The Timberwolves, who I think will probably fall off a little bit in the second half of the season because they got off to such a great start that they're still right. going to be likely a top four seed. And the Clippers, <laughs> who are playing as good as anybody right now in the entire NBA. So, you know, the Pelicans, they're, they're in that number, uh, but it's going to be a really, really fun playoff once we get down to it. Uh, just seeing, too, on social media, the team showing the court for tomorrow night in the Smoothie King Center and that city design, uh, I'm not sure what it's called, but the the green and black, uh, like the uniforms they wear, that's now going to be uh, throughout the court on the floor. And, man, I'm hoping that it's becomes... Like the city edition, I think. That's what I was saying, too. I, I don't know if it's exactly called that, uh, but really like the uh, color scheme and hope it becomes a permanent part of the Pels. I really like the logo, like the skeleton. Like right. I think it's been kind of referred to as the skeleton. There you go, right? Yeah, I've like heard that. that too, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I really like it. I think it's a really cool logo, and the court. It's really, really nice looking. If you if you have a chance, go ch- take a look at Twitter. Uh, the Pelicans put it up, and I mean, I think you know the. It's funny, Luke Augusta called. The in-season tournament court, it looked like a Ninja Turtle, is I think what he said. No, right, correct. But it, this is not anything like that. It's just got the skeleton logo, and it's got you know the black and like the neon green. I think it looks really cool on like the sidelines and stuff like that. Yeah, the, to me, those in-season tournament courts were so distracting. Uh, I didn't like them at all. Yeah, Luke's Luke's uh, <laughs> kind of reference of the Ninja Turtles is really funny. <laughs> but no, I like I like the court uh, that they're going to be using tomorrow night against the Suns, and it's going to be a big one. Uh, we talked about, obviously, the Pelicans beating the Charlotte Hornets, 132-112. Here's what head coach Willie Green had to say after that big W for the Pels. Defensive effort in the second half got a lot better. I know it was uh, a little loose in that first half, but since you got it going, and that kind of helped kickstart the offense even further. Yeah, it, this is always a tough game, being on the road for 10 days, five games, and then you come home that first game. So uh, we're extremely proud of our group to step up to the plate and take care of home court. And like you said, Graf, in the second half, I thought the biggest difference was our rebounding. Only three second chance points and I think two offensive rebounds in the second half, and it allows us to get out in the open floor, and, and we shot the cover off the ball today. Yeah, I know they're going to ask about Brandon, but 25 made threes. We saw history, you know, 
just the shooting that you guys have, it's got to be pleasing as a coach. And Jordan Hawkins talked about it on the, on the post-game radio, said just what Brandon and Zion do in the lane to, to bring everybody in is just making the guys on the wing shooting a lot easier. It does. And uh, you saw it today. I thought our starting group, they got off to a great start. Uh, and B.I. was um, instrumental in, number one, you know, facilitating the basketball and then his, his threes, uh, pull-up threes, catch-and-shoot threes, and the rest of the team follows suit. What would you like most about what Brandon did tonight? I liked it, that he was aggressive from the start. Uh, he was playing fast, playing with force, no hesitation on his part, and it was a dominant effort across the board. On a, a nights when he like takes and makes a lot of threes, are there any like through lines you, you look at and it's like, okay, we, like this is how he, he got a lot of those up or anything like that? I'm sure we will go back and watch some of that, but the biggest thing was his mentality. He started the game with a mentality that I'm going to play with force. I'm going to find my teammates. When I'm open, I'm going to take them with confidence. Defensively, rebounding the ball, getting out in the break. So just all the things that we've been talking about for the last few weeks, not only uh, Brandon, but the whole team did a really good job tonight of all of the concepts that we continue to talk about. There's a nice moment in the second half. Zion really slid his feet against LaMelo, forced a turnover, crowd kind of went crazy. Just what did you think about Zion's defense on that sequence and kind of that moment overall? Yeah, he's getting better and better. And we're all challenging each other. We're, we're challenging Z, B.I., our whole group to to guard, to defend. And um, all of these guys are more than capable. It's just a matter of going out and being consistent doing it. And you mentioned it before whenever I asked you about all three of your main guys scoring 20 points. You say you love to see them having their assists up as yeah. well. All of them were north of six assists tonight. Uh, how much does that help the offense when they all have a playmaking mentality like they did tonight? It's so huge for our offense when those three guys who are our main scorers are not only scoring the ball, but they're facilitating. They're passing to each other, getting Trey open shots, Najee getting Hawk open shots. Um, it, it's fun to watch. It's beautiful to watch. We want to try as, as best we can to continue to be consistent in that area, and, and that's that's the goal for us is that, you know, maybe we don't come out and have 25 threes, but we have a level of consistency in taking them and, and being efficient shooting them. And just uh... – we, we asked you over and over again about just the confidence Jordan plays with as a three-point shooter, but just the amount of tough shots he can make as an as a outside shooter, what's it like just seeing how he does that consistently? You know, he, he doesn't play like a rookie to me. Um, he, he, he's super confident, but he works on it. And you can he's in a gym every day with Coach Corey Brewer. Uh, they're working on his movement shots, his catch-and-shoot shots, shot fake. He's driving the ball, getting to the basket, kick out, respacing, all the stuff that we're, we're seeing night in and night out. And, and the biggest thing for me is that he is over and over proving that, you know, he belongs on the floor. Willie, did you have, or anybody else on the coaching staff have a talk with Brandon since he had been in a little bit of a funk of late? Or did he just come out and do it all this baseline on his own? Well, we're, we're in constant communication. Um, Coach JB, myself, some of the some of the other coaches, and uh, it's just a, a matter of Bi continuing to go out and be as dominant as he can each and every game. And some games we have big leads, so he wasn't able to finish the fourth quarter and didn't have 20 points. But tonight, he he made a conservative effort that he was going to get going early. It hasn't been too many games, but what do you think of that combination off the bench, Trey and Jordan, with their spacing they provide together on the court? The more we're seeing it, the more we like it. And I think um, 
it, it's hard for teams to, to match up with that shooting and spacing, especially when you put the ball in, in Z's hands or B.I.'s hands and he, you have shooting around those guys. Their gravity allows those guys to get extra shots. Speaking of spacing, you guys are 4-0 when the team just attempts 43s. So I don't know if that's a direct correlation, but what does that do when guys are just open to take threes or just putting those attempts up and kind of how that impacts your offense? We're 4-0 when we yes. take 43s? Yes, just attempts. We need to take 43s. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take 43s every game, simple as that. But, um, no, it's, it's definitely something that we have grown – to become comfortable with as, as a team. Uh, when I first got here, we wasn't, you know, we were one of the bottom teams in three-point attempts. I don't know where we're at right now, but it's we just got to continue to be balanced. We want to attack the paint, get to the free throw line, score in transition, but we know in order to score against the, the best teams and to be a high-efficient offense, we have to be willing to take catch-and-shoot threes, open threes. And when, when you're watching Jordan Hawkins, does he remind you of anybody who watched those yeah, a number of people. Um, Ray Allen comes to mind. Um, you know, he has a, a bit of Steph Curry and the way he moves and J.J. Redick and those guys, guys that can just Clay Thompson that move off screens and they come with such force and pace and then the moment it touches their hands, you feel like it's going in every time and, and he has that capability. I was Saints, uh, Saints head coach, Pelicans head coach, Willie Green after their win last night over the Hornets. And, man, you love to hear what he's got to say about Hawkins. The more, you know, a couple things stands out about that. The more that they see that Hawkins and Murphy lineups, you know, with Brandon Ingram, with Zion Williamson, the more they like it. I love, love, <laughs> love to hear that. And then his compliment towards Hawkins multiple times. I mean, he talked about his work ethic, working with Corey Brewer, and kind of getting his shots up and working on – you know, he's got such a quick release as soon as he catches it. And he's so confident that he lets it fly. Now, you know, shoot or shoot, right? And if he's shooting at a high clip, he needs to see minutes. I, I don't care that he's a rookie, but Coach Green and that, you know, presser said he doesn't play like a rookie. So I'm expecting to see more minutes from Hawkins and specifically more minutes from him with Trey Murphy on the floor. We're going to hear from uh, Jordan later on. And he talks about, you know, I've never played with a shooter like Trey and I think that Trace kind of said something similar about Hawkins is they're both so elite at shooting uh, that seeing them both on the court at the same time will cause defenses to kind of panic at points. Because what can you do when you have Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram controlling the ball and getting to their spots, but then also being able to kick out to a guy like Trey Murphy or Jordan Hawkins? You can't help on either guy. So they either get an easy shot for themselves or they dish it out for an assist to an elite shooter. Multiple elite hmm. shooters on the same court at the same time. So... Uh, yeah, it really gets you excited for what this Pelicans team can do offensively uh, just based off of seeing those two guys on the floor. And then what Willie was saying at the end there, Steve, comparing to Hawkins, all these just historic elite shooters. You start getting chill bumps. Oh, man, I get so excited. I get so excited. Um, this is what we've been waiting for for so long, Pelicans fans. We finally have elite shooters. And uh, unbelievable to think that you know this team, they're having problems with who has end up in the starting lineup every night because you have so many talented players. We saw Hawkins even go to the G League for a little bit this year. I don't think uh, it's necessarily the starting lineup. I think it's just the rotation. Like you want to no, keep right, like, yeah. a, like a 10-man rotation, like 11 at the very most, right? But there's, there's all these guys that are kind of vying for playing time. And I think that what you saw last night against the Hornets is kind of what you're going to start seeing. Like Jose Alvarado's minutes were down. He kind of just played a little bit right. late for them. Um 
you know, maybe Najee Marshall gets his minutes cut a little bit. But w- when you're Coach Green and you have a, a roster that deep, like the Pelicans currently do, you got to figure out which of these guys is going to get 25, 30 minutes of playing time, which of these guys is going to have their minutes cut. There's only so many minutes on the floor that you can give out. So, uh, But Hawkins definitely deserves some. Yeah, that was something with Kyra Lewis Jr. Just couldn't ever get on the court for this squad. Obviously, now he shipped out of town, wishing him the best of luck. Uh, the Pelicans getting back uh, cash considerations, so they are at least under the luxury tax. Still have never paid it. I think <laughs> one of two organizations, if I'm not mistaken, it's like them and the Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets have never played the, paid the luxury tax. So uh, the Pelicans are back under it. You know, I'm kind of intrigued. I'm sure that we're going to be talking to other Pelicans beat writers later in the week and, you know, next week about... Our boy uh, Ali Cosell will join us tomorrow. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll talk to him about kind of what he expects from them ahead of the deadline. Like, the trade deadline is going to be coming up within the next, you know, month or so. Um, And if he thinks that the Pels are going to be active, I'm really not sure if they are. I, I mean, we'll see. Like, they've talked about, you know, getting a different center. I think Jonas Valanciunas has been very... Consistent is the best word for him. Double double machine, yeah, for me, throughout yeah. the season. So you know, we'll see what they end up doing. Going to take a break, stepping away. Be back with more right here on WWL. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode, and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on Sports Talk, Steve Geller along with Charlie Long. Got another hour coming up. Going to be talking to Matthew Paris, Saints beat reporter for the Times-Picayune and advocate at 7.20 p.m. Wrapping up the Mickey Loomis press conference. Also, the team search for a new offensive coordinator, which, you know, Mickey detailed that saying, there's no rush in this. They just want to make sure they get the process done correctly and they pick the right guy. So I'm not expecting anything soon on a decision from this front. It'll be interesting to see uh, who else they bring in for an interview. we got three candidates we know of already. Will John Gruden end up being in that mix is a big question. I know the lawsuit against the league has been a big question uh, on if they you know, want to take that risk in having someone like that on the staff. But I think if you, know, you, you look at what he can bring to an offense, he's that alpha dog mentality and also somebody that has experience uh, with Derek Carr and could really, I think, be a huge help to this offense and the QB. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening, though, or if he just ends up staying in an analyst role for the squad. Uh, we talked about the Pelicans last segment, Charlie, and I wanted to get into a little love for the LSU men's basketball team last night, uh, taking down number 22 Ole Miss, 89-80. to A big one for this LSU squad. Only the second time they've beaten a ranked opponent under Matt McMahon. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss coming to town is the 22-ranked team in the country, I believe. And, yeah. you know, LSU, I mean, it's a huge win for Coach McMahon. There's no other way to really go around it. We were talking a little bit earlier about it. Jalen Cook, ever since he's kind of joined the Tigers, the, right. the, the former two-lane transfer, it, they've been a different team. Like, they've been playing really, really solid basketball, and they're playing it at the right time. You're starting conference play. You're now 3-1 and one in the SEC. Uh, you know, people I don't think had great expectations for McMahon with this team. Right. Uh, but they're off to a really, really strong start in conference play, and we'll see where they go from there because the SEC so far this year, 
Like, I mean, you've seen a little bit from Kentucky. Kentucky's always there, but I mean, they lost to Texas A&M, who LSU, by the way, beat. And then there's also like Tennessee's up there and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening in that you know conference. But LSU making an early strong play, uh, three and one so far. Jordan Wright was just outstanding with 27 points last night, leading the team. Uh, but an 89 point output against Ole Miss, who was prior to this game 15 and one, was a really really good showing for Coach McMahon and the LSU Tigers. For folks following LSU basketball, too, you can catch Saturday's game. That's on our sister station, The Bet. LSU will be taking on Texas A&M pregame coverage, 2.30, tip-off, 3 o'clock. That's Saturday on The Bet, New Orleans, 92.9 FM and 13.50 AM. Plus, it's always free and live on the Odyssey app. can always check it out there. I know this weekend, though, a lot of folks going to be tuning in for the NFL playoffs, which we'll also have on. Is there a game out of all the the four matchups that you're particularly most interested in, Charlie? We'll get into it next hour, um, but, I mean, it's Buffalo, Kansas City, right? I think it's got to be right. I agree with you. Just Uh, because of the the two quarterbacks, two going at it. The kind of sneaky one, and, you know, this is – dumb for me saying this (laughs) earlier in the week I picked Baltimore minus nine but the more I think about it the more I kind of get nervous about that pick I think that Houston and Baltimore is going to be a really fun one just based off what we saw against Cleveland it was so shocking you know seeing how badly Houston whooped the Browns I thought the Browns were going to be one of those kind of dark horse teams in the AFC playoff pitcher nope one and done and now they get to go to Baltimore and face one of the best teams if not the best team in football it's gonna be a fun one coming back with one more hour of sports talk stay tuned right here on WWL T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.